Welcome to another edition of the Official Jets Podcast, powered by Amazon Web Services here in the BetMGM studio. Ethan Greenberg, Eric Allen, and today we're joined by linebacker Blake Cashman entering his second year with the Jets. Yeah, Cash, I think he came back to camp a little bit bigger. There's no doubt about that. And he's showing some feistiness out there on the <laughs> practice field. Just feels more comfortable. And that should be the natural progression of things. You come in your rookie year, a lot of unknowns. Now he knows the defense. He had a full off season to work on his body and focus on some things mentally. And he's come back, and I think he's playing pretty well out there. Yeah, I think that a lot of Jets fans are eager to see what Blake Cashman provides to this defense in his second year because last year, thrown in the fire early, and early, I mean like week two, he was playing Mm -hmm. and playing meaningful snaps for the Jets, and he flashed, and then, of course, the shoulder injury, he goes down. So I think a lot of fans are excited to see the progression of Blake Cashman. I think it's natural for any second-year player. Like, I think if you're a fan, you want to see how – a young player can improve their game. And so far, so good for Blake Cashman. The Jets had to count on him early his rookie season, which you just mentioned. He might be playing a lot of ball here early in 2020 as well because you got C.J. Mosley opted out because of family reasons. James Burgess dealing with a lower back right now. Burgess finished second on this team in tackles last season. Peanut went out. Patrick, help me out. Patrick Owasso went out here with a knee injury. Fortunately, escaped ligament damage, but we'll have to see how long he's out. So we were talking all offseason about the depth at the inside linebacker position. They're dealing with a number of issues mm-hmm. I, or that are impacting that depth right now. But Cashman is a guy who I think can play base look, but he's your most athletic inside linebacker. Things change quickly in the NFL, and EA just gave a snapshot of what that looks like for the Jets inside linebackers. And let's hear from number 53, Blake Cashman. Blake, thanks for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Blake, what's this camp been like so far? I mean, unprecedented in so many different ways. You guys are entering the building. There are testing tents outside, quarters marked off throughout the facility, coaches with the masks. Saturday, you guys had... A walkthrough canceled because of 10 false positive tests. But through it all, I think you guys have maintained a positive vibe, and it's just refreshing that you're playing football right now. Yeah, I think you said it really well. It's definitely been crazy, uh, you know, a weird camp. But, um, you know, given all the different procedures and guidelines and things that us players and coaches and other personnel that's in the building, we have to follow these rules. I think everybody's doing a good job. Uh, I think everyone's handling it really well. And, um, you know, we haven't taken a step back at all. I think everyone's been very good about participating and being engaged in our virtual meetings. And, you know, once we've hit the practice field, it's, it's, it's go. We, we, we're, we're going uh, 100 miles per hour, and uh, guys seem to uh, be knowing what they're doing a lot better than uh, where we were at last year. So uh, that's really good to see. And, um, you know, it, it's really fun to see as we um, progress through camp each day and each week uh, how much better we're getting as a team and how much better players are getting at on uh, their individual performance. Blake, how about you as an individual? What's your second training camp been like mentally now that you have another year under Greg Williams' system? Uh, definitely, I don't want to say it's, it's easier. 
Um, but it, it, it's definitely slowed down more for me. Uh, you know, given uh, what I was going through last year with being a rookie, uh, you know, things are coming at you fast. You're not only adjusting to the speed and physicality of playing at the next level, um, going from college to the NFL, but, um, you know, you're picking up on a very detailed playbook and uh, scheme, especially uh, with, you know, having a D coordinator like Greg Williams. Um, but, you know, having one year under my belt, uh, you know, understanding the playbook now, I'm, I'm really able to focus on the more specific details um, within our scheme and within our play calls. And uh, not only just what uh, we do uh, for our play calling, but I'm, I'm able to focus more on on what uh, the offense is doing and studying uh, different little tips that kind of give away what, you know, what kind of offense play we might get based off you know, this step or this personnel grouping or this formation. So, um, you know, I've been growing in that area and it's, it's, uh, it's been really fun to, you know, progress through, through camp. You just talked about growing and tips. What are your physical tips for us? Because during the pandemic, man, you must've really got after it while greens and I are doing body weight workouts because you look like a bigger dude who is more prepared in his second year for the physical terror, the, well, the physical regimen that you're going to have to take on to play 16 games in the NFL. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. Um, you know, I, I had, a, uh, I think, a productive offseason, you know, and every year, uh, you know, as you get older and you're playing football, you just put that experience, you, you learn new ways to train and recover to uh, help your body and especially, you know, being surrounded by other uh, professional athletes. You know, I, I have conversations with them on, you know, what they do to, to help themselves and to maximize their, you know, physical potential. And uh, so that was something, you know, I was really able to hone in on focus, you know, given quarantine and what everybody was going through with uh, not being able to really do anything uh, besides, you know, sit around the house or, or work out. Um, but, you know, coming off a shoulder injury, I, I really wanted to focus on, um, building my, my shoulder and uh, back strength just because you know, I don't want to go through an injury like that. I, I want to eliminate as much risk as possible, and I want to be healthy and um, you know, play a, a full, full season. Blake, can you talk a little bit about what you told the media the other week when you said you decided to have your surgery here, you were in meetings, you stayed around the team after you were placed on injured reserve. What did you learn in that time span? about the game, maybe it, some more mental reps, and how helpful was that time, even though you were hurt now? Like, it, are you, is that paying off now that you were here? I think it was valuable to uh, stay in many different areas, uh, not really just, you know, learning the game mentally, but also just develop, continuing to develop relationships with uh, my coaches and, and teammates. Uh, you know, when you're given, a, you know, a team scenario and everyone's working for one common goal, you know, it's important to know what you're doing, but it's important to have, you know, camaraderie between everybody and, and have solid relationships and have a good locker room. So um, that was really big, and I felt like that was really important. Um, but, you know, just be able to sit in on the meetings, listen to the coaches talk, listen to other, uh, you know, players talk, you know, veterans in the room that have, you know, seen a lot of, uh, a lot of games, have had a lot of experience, seen a lot of different plays, uh, you know, kind of give their perspective on what they were seeing and how they can help other guys in the room, um, you know, just really helped me, I think, learn how to study film better 
and um, you know, it was able to help me find better ways to study my my playbook. So um, you know, those things would you know click faster, and then I could transition it over to the field. Jim Lampley was one of my favorite boxing announcers. What happened out at camp on Sunday? Because you were right in the midst of everything. Tensions are boiling over a little bit, uh, Blake, and you were right in the middle of it. Yeah, so- I might have been to blame for uh, those those two fights uh, in practice. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, we're all competitive uh, athletes out there, uh, football players. We're all aggressive men, and um, you know, you, when you put the pads on, everyone gets a little bit excited and, uh, you know, wants to bring the thunder a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was, you know, taking a good amount of reps. I was tired. I was, I, I was working hard and, uh, you know, I, I was getting a little frustrated with how one of the, my teammates off the lineman was, you know, still pushing me after the play. So, uh, you know, I had to, to snap back a little bit. And then, um, and then on the second time I accidentally, uh, you know, put Le'Veon on the ground, and, and you know that's something as the defensive players were were coached to you know try to avoid because you know a player like that's very important to our team, very uh, good player that we're going to need for the whole season. So we want to keep them healthy as possible, and uh, the offense was just you know getting his back, and the defense had my back. But at the end of the day, it's just everyone competing hard, and um, you know it, it, it sometimes that happens, but um, you know we all make up for it and and forgive each other, and we just move on to the next play and or the next practice. You said the other day that your strong suit is coverage, and you can help Greg Williams out a lot because he plays so many different packages, and you have the ability to get out there and cover different people, whether it's out of the backfield, tight ends, and the list goes on. But you also talked about, I want to be more of a presence in that run game and coming downhill. Has that been an emphasis for you here this summer? Yeah. Uh, you know, in the past, watching my film, evaluating myself, I uh, sometimes would be uh, play with more finesse and try to avoid offensive linemen. You know, those guys, you know, are twice the size of linebackers and definitely got weight on us. So I try to avoid them, not deal with them, just try to use my legs to get around them. Um, but you know, the NFL and at this level, it's physical and you got to be able to, uh, you know, get dirty in the trenches. So, uh, I, you know, I've been working on, uh, coming downhill and, and striking off the linemen and trying to, you know, shed them, uh, quicker. And I think, you know, I, I've done a better job at that as camp's gone on and I'm going to continue to work on it and, uh, you know, you just keep honing in on it and, when the season comes, I'll be uh, be ready to go, and I think I can help at uh, any phase of the game. Blake, being from Minnesota, this is an off-the-field question for you. Do you prefer lakes to beaches? Uh, I do. I do like the lake life, and <laughs> I do have a boat. My my family does have a boat on the lake. Um, but I don't know. I, I think I would prefer beaches because I, I don't get to spend as much time uh, on beaches or by an ocean or anything like that. So um, I, I would have to go. I'd have to go with uh, the beach life. Really? I feel like that's surprising. Being somebody that's growing up in Minnesota, like is that taboo? Um. Well, okay. I, I mean, there's a difference, but you got to separate <laughs> boat life from you know oh, okay. lake life because. 
you know, you could, you could have a boat, but if you're on a small, you know, you know, boring lake, then, um, then, it, you know, you might, you might want to be at a, a, a beach where, you know, there's things going on. Like, like, I think I'm a very good sand volleyball player. So, so that's, uh, that's wow. important. Um, sand volleyball. Okay. I think it's important to separate boat life from lake life. Let, let's talk about the frozen water though. Did you play any hockey growing up in Minnesota? I did. Of course. I, I, I'm pretty sure almost any uh, any uh, person growing up, any kid growing up in Minnesota, had played hockey at some point. I played up until middle school, and then started focusing on basketball, playing um, that almost year round. Okay. Are you one of the guys though in the locker room? You follow the NHL playoffs right now and what they're doing in the bubble? I have not that closely. I've been more focused on the uh, the NBA. Uh, big LeBron James fan so focusing <laughs> on uh him hopefully he can get another ring but um you know if uh I I do consider myself a Minnesota Wild fan uh, I think hockey games are especially NHL are uh one of the more fun uh professional sport sporting events to go to uh so you know especially if the Wild are making a run the playoffs or having a good season I'll definitely uh, be you know paying attention to them. Yeah, but you're a Lakers fan. The T Pups got the number one overall selection in the upcoming hey, I'll draft. The, I'll for the Timberwolves now, <laughs> the T Puppies. But I, I'm, I'm a LeBron James fan first. Okay. Timberwolves fan second. All right. So I, I have one more question for you before we wrap up here. It's off the field again. What went in the decision to go blonde? I'm very curious. <laughs> uh. You know, I was uh, in quarantine. I was bored, and uh, my uh, my sister had uh, brought it up. You know, I just kind of threw that idea out there, and um, I yes, why not? I was like, why not? So I, I let uh, my, I actually let my mom uh, dye my hair, and um, I, I've kept it throughout the summer. But uh, it's almost about that time to to get rid of it. Okay. What did the fellas think of it when he came back? I don't even want to speak about it. I'm still getting trapped with everyone in the locker room. Hey, uh, we got to end on a serious note, though. Uh, how's everything going with that group, the inside linebackers? You guys thought you were going to get C.J. Mosley back. Unfortunately, he had to opt out, uh, electing to do what is right for his family, and we hope C.J. is back here sooner than later. Avery Williamson getting back in team activities. But you're still dealing with a couple injuries at the position. James Burgess has a lower back issue. Peanut went out the other day with the knee. How's everything going with that group? Because I think you guys are coached up by one of the better assistants in the National Football League and Frank Bush. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he said it really well. I think Coach Bush has done a fabulous job at uh, getting us ready. Uh, next man up mentality. Uh, when someone goes down, um, that next person is always uh, very prepared to step in. Uh, you know, it's tough to see guys get injured. You never want that on somebody. Um, but I think everybody that's been healthy and been able to practice has uh, done a great job at um, taking ownership and learning new roles or, or, or new uh, responsibilities within play calls. And, uh, you know, of, of course, uh, guys, you know, sometimes in practice might make mistakes, uh, you know, might not exactly know what they're doing, but they're improving each day in practice. They're, they're running around, hitting people, working hard. And as a, as a coach and a teammate, that's all you can ask for. And uh, they're progress. People are progressing well. And uh, I think, you know, as, as we spend more time together, the linebacker room is becoming closer. We're, be we're becoming much smarter players. And uh, something we've actually, you know, studying film and, 
and just, you know, working through um, meetings with, with each other is uh, really learning uh, kind of how CJ plays on the field because, you know, some guys, their feet are so active. They're, they like to run and move, and they're just trying to like, hurry to the ball. And, and CJ is a, a very smart player, but uh, with that comes patience. And every, every step, every movement he makes uh, has a purpose to it. And it definitely slows the game down. It helps, you know, helps you reserve energy, but also helps you um, be in the right position to uh, have an impact and make a play. So, uh, you know, especially guys that are playing the mic position, we've uh, been studying that and, and, you know, in a way trying to copy him. Awesome, Blake. Appreciate the time and go get that dye out of your hair. <laughs> Great catching up. Thank you. How about Cashman, though? You talked to him about him coming to camp with a new hairdo the blonde have you ever dyed your hair so i i I was gonna bring this up i almost so i grew a quarantine beard as you saw Mm -hmm. and first time i've really ever done that and i almost dyed it right before i shaved it just to see what it would look like because i would have no idea and i figured if there was any time to do it it would be in quarantine i didn't do it and i'm kind of thankful i what would you have dyed your beard um, I would have done like blonde, like bleach. You have to bleach it. I actually, Olivia Landis told me this. If I wanted to do a color, you had to bleach it, and then you had to do a color. So, I'm not going to get into details here, but I was offered some money if I were to dye my beard pink for a weekend. I didn't do and, it. And were you going to go on Jets properties with no. a pink beard? No, 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 I would not have done that. I would have maybe. Would you have put that on Instagram? Would that have been Instagram worthy? That was that was part of the parameters I needed to post to my Instagram story that I had a pink beard. And then I would have. Now Ethan Greenberg famously, uh, of course, did a Fu Manchu not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, I did. And put that, that up on Instagram alongside oh, oh, no, 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 Joe that, Namath. I'm sorry, I had to dye the Fu Manchu pink. Right. But I, I got to admit, I put sun in my hair when I was late high school, early college, when I was visiting family out in Southern California. But my hair actually went more orangish than yellow. So huh. I, well, really I, I like used that. to like spike my hair when I was in like fourth grade, yeah. you know, like the front flip or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, been, it's been a long time since. since well, you're, fourth you're grade. a young dude. Listen, uh, Cashman, on a, on a serious note though, um, he's a real smart kid and he picks up things quickly. And I love what he said late there talking about CJ Mosley, yeah. the way he examines the field. And, you know, he basically was alluding to wasted, wasted energy. And CJ Mosley never took a false step. Mm-hmm. CJ Mosley is just so smooth because he knew the way offenses were trying to attack him, the brains of the defense and even pre-snap and then you see him out there he's like a glider and then before you know it he's making a play uh it's tough break for the jets not to have cj mosley for basically a second consecutive year but we're wishing him and his family well because he was really pumped to get back out on the field